I'll just try it one more time, okay? Go for it, Dave. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Dave. Thanks for joining Bob and I for our podcast, Thriving in Dystopia. And even though we always try and be professionals, sometimes we swear. So just know that going in. So, Bob, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, you know, it's May 4th. Dave, and that's your birthday. How are you feeling? Um, yeah. I'm feeling good. I, I mean, birthday energy is just like the best energy. I, uh, <laughs> I woke up today and I was just like stoked, and I didn't know what to do with that energy. So, but I was like looking around and my floor was super dirty. So all of a sudden, I was just like sweeping and mopping the floor, and I'm like, wow, this is what I'm doing on my birthday at like 9 a.m. But it, it was, it's been good so far. <laughs> A big day, happy birthday, Dave! And I know. Um, May 4th, there's a lot of interesting history on this day, and I wonder if you could enlighten our our listeners about some of the history. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, the the biggest thing that comes up for me is when I think about like the history of May 4th is 1970 is Kent State. May 4th, 1970 is a Kent State massacre or shooting where four people were killed. Yep. 50 Um, years ago, Dave. Dang, 50 years ago, which is just like so intense to think about that. People being killed on a college protest. Like, um, yeah, it seems like that would not happen in this day and age. Like killings are not that prevalent. I mean, they're still like happening every day, but it's like, I wonder when the last like um, demonstration where somebody died was in, you know, do you know the answer to that? Hmm, like in the United States? Yeah. Um, it, I don't know. Yeah, like by the state, by the government. Um, yeah, I mean, it brings to mind police killings of, of black people. Um, right. But I, I hear what you're saying. Like on a college campus, you know, we at UCSC had this like COLA movement, a lot of big protests and if I think about like the police coming and, you know, shooting 13 people, that, that is kind of mind boggling. Yeah. 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 It feels like, I mean, we've been to so many like demonstrations on college campuses and I've never once like thought about my life was in jeopardy, but Mm -hmm. it's just like, it seems like just different tactics, you know? Yeah. And I think these are some of the questions that we'll like deal with in this show here, but I don't want to get to that quite yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So original question, what comes to mind? Um, of course, May the 4th has been like this big movement in the last 10 years. So I feel like my birthday in the last like little bit in the last decade has been like totally tied to star Wars, which is hilarious to me. Um, I like star Wars, but it's like, it's so funny that like everybody now wishes me happy birthday with like star Wars memes. So I've already gotten like three baby Yodas, you know, (laughs) Um, yeah i've always wondered if you felt like star wars stole your birthday yeah kind of it it all happened at once so i started when i was starting teaching in elementary school there was two kids that had may 4th birthday i was like oh that's i mean you got to celebrate the kids over the teacher right um and they're great kids but 
And then also that was like the year that May the 4th became like a big thing. And I was like, dang, I just lost out on everything. Um, and yeah, another, for some reason, I feel like there's a Haymarket um, rebellion that happened in like the, the 1890s on May 4th. Yeah, I think like, so. I think like some, some important part of that riot um, happened. Haymarket, I think. 1886 in Chicago, you know, the labor anarchist organizing and then repression from the state. Yeah, something happened on May 4th with all of that. Yeah. Um, we'll have to look it up and put it in the link for our listeners. Oh, yeah. Show notes. <laughs> Gotta love those show notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's about it. I don't think there's many famous celebrities. Um, did anything comes up for you on May 4th, Bob? Um, yeah, I think you covered it all. Yeah, some pretty interesting things for sure. Seems yeah. like a good birthday to have. Yeah, and I think the start of this podcast happened on May 4th. First ever. That's pretty that's cool. Gonna be, yeah, that's going to be the big one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, shall we talk about why we're starting this podcast? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, what? where did this come from? And what is this podcast? Yeah, it's funny that it's starting in this time because it's like a I can't tell you like how many like messages or like in social media how many times I hear like oh yeah, you know, my friend's starting a podcast or like oh yeah, there's a new podcast or like everyone's always talking about new podcasts that are popping up right now, you know. Like, yeah, absolutely. We're in like a dense jungle of podcasts, but who yeah. cares? Yeah. But yeah, I guess it started for me, if that's all right, if I jump into that question. Yeah, please. I'll pose the question and then I'm going to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah, for me, I'd, it was just like a way for us to connect because, you know, we live in different states and I like just always crave starting projects with you, you know? Um, the first ever project that I remember starting was when we, uh, married Dave and Al, and that was like a cross continental project that felt really good to both of us, oh, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. and we've done a lot of course since then. Um, but this feels like a special way to like connect with each other and make sure that we're like, we're in each other's life in a really real way, but also like sharing out to the world. That's that was like the heart of it for me. And that like when I visited you last Halloween, so like um, 186 days ago, <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. I don't know how many days ago it was. We'll put that in the show notes too. Um, yeah. I just like had this, I just wanted to like start a podcast about like dystopian writing with you and but then, you know, we both got so busy and got kind of buried until coronavirus. Um, yeah. But what about you? Does that. Yeah. Similar. Similar origin story. I think I think this like the idea for a podcast comes from you and you you mentioned it. And then I really like that idea. Um, and you're so good with technology that like, wow, it's actually happening. We live in, you know, a thousand miles away from each other, but we're recording a podcast together mm -hmm. and yeah I think 
we have noticed that like when we get together and do projects, it's just fun for us. And regardless of who the rest of the world, if they like it or not, but mm-hmm. when we have done some things, I think the rest of the world has responded like, oh yeah, good job. Good job, kids. Um, <laughs> That's true. And- yeah. So, yeah, and then this idea of dystopia is really interesting to me. I remember that you took a class in, oh, yeah. back at CU that had to do with dystopia, and I audited part of it. And I think ever since then, we've had an interest in dystopia, science fiction, and recently, like, dystopia apocalypse and, you know, how it connects to trying to build a better world like living within all this, you know, crazy stuff that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, there was something you said to me last week where you talked about how, um, like the world we're living in, like is definitely like a dystopian world right now. But if you go back six months, it's not that much different. You know what I mean? It's not like we weren't already living in the dystopian present, you know? Um, absolutely yeah really strikes a chord with me because it feels like the message was that everything's changed you know and it, i mean it has right of course um but yeah it's also just like we were already in this like really razor thin um era where like basically any step we took that wasn't right back onto the razor we'd fall off and be into a dystopian like apocalypse you know and corona was just like one of the possible outcomes yeah on that note um i'm curious about yeah thinking about that class and like what what is a dystopia to you Mm. like what comes up and like why why that word is dystopia different from an apocalypse right yeah yeah i mean they're definitely like a lot of words they share so much there's like a so much similarities there but distinct differences i feel like dystopia to me feels like we it opens up the world um to so you take something bad in the world right something that is perceived as not going well and you stretch that out to like what might come like oh yeah like for instance children of men um, is like a classic dystopian film and like you take the idea that like humans are becoming less fertile and you stretch that out into the future to the to the point where humans can no longer give birth and what and then you look at that in a with a, the vision of the present and be like what does the world look like then if humans can't give birth anymore I feel like the dysto like the the reason the dystopia exists is as a tool to be like we need to like look critically at the present if we're going to make the future into a future that's worth li- fighting for and living in. Yeah, I think that's really well said and I I like that and that's why I think dystopia is an exciting framework for this podcast. Um yeah, I think you said that really well. Mm. A tool for thinking through the present and yeah, with children of men, here's another example that comes to mind, like 1984 by George Orwell, when you take, yeah, some idea like 
fascism or like authoritarianism and take it to the extreme, like in 1984. Um, And then you use that to look at the present, like, um, you know, the double speak or like the war is peace, freedom is slavery, like where what the government says is pretty much the exact opposite of what people's everyday experiences are. And then, I mean, just last week, Jared Kushner said that the U.S. government's response to the coronavirus has been a ringing success. And I'm like, holy shit, that's exactly 1984, you know, because that that is the exact opposite. It's been an absolute debacle. Um, right. So, yeah, I like what you just said. Yeah. I feel like um, it's interesting, too, to, like, look into the future and then one of my favorite things is like when you look into the future, like you take like, for instance, what's come to mind for me is back to the future. Right. Mm, um, nice. So like back to the future one came out in 87 and then I think two came out in 89 when they went to the future. Um, and they went to the year 2015 and I loved how, um, <laughs> just like coming up to the year 2015, how excited I was to be living in that year. And I remember when like hoverboards came out, um, I've never been on a hoverboard, but like, I was like, Oh my God, back to the future is right. And like all those like predictions that come out with dystopian futures, you know, and I, I bet people were um, just as excited about um, living in like 1984, although that was the year I was born. So um, yeah, I wasn't like so stoked to be living in that year and seeing how it, the similarities and differences to the book. Cause you were just a baby. Yeah. Uh, just a little baby. Um, you know, I do want to talk about too, how it's interesting how quick we got deep into the philosophical, which is nice. Um, because I feel like that's what this show is going to do, you know, but I also think the show this podcast is also going to be about finding the humor in the philosophical too, you know? Yeah. I want it to try to like hit as many levels or as many notes as possible, um, which is hard to do, but I think we can. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bring in the light and the humorous and like the mundane. um, And then like, like what are we doing in our everyday lives? But then also now and then go into like the macro, the political, the historical. Um, and I, I also, you know, it's, it's us on it, but I would love if it, it sparked some interest in others and we could have our friends and, um, people who have an interest in given show topics to, to come on and, and join us for a little banter. Yeah. That, that'd be a real dream to have. I mean, it's definitely possible. Um, not too hard to do, I don't think, but it'd be like, wouldn't it be such a dream to have like, just to connect. I mean, that's what the whole idea, right? Connecting with each other, but connecting with the people we love and then just seeing where that connection takes us, you know, that feels yeah, like really real to me. Yeah. I love that because I do think that in the times of the coronavirus, um, it's really important to find ways to connect and to build community and, you know, foster connections. And I mean, there's, there's many ways to do it and to, or to try to do it. And this is just one possible attempt. Um, but it is really important 
I'm thinking like, um, l- let me go back to the, you know, last quarter at UCSC, we had the COLA struggle, the cost of living adjustment. And um, yeah. we had, like, I was at the base of campus. There was a protest or like a demonstration every day at the base of campus. And I liked it just because I got to like see people, talk with people or not just to like be around people. And I really miss that. And and not only is it important like psychologically, but it's, it's also definitely important politically. And so since we can't do that, I think we need to just figure out ways to try to do that. And the podcast is one way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's like finding the the critical edge to a lot of things, but also finding the light to a lot of the critical edges is like such a tight rope to walk, you know? And, Mm. um, but it's so important. I feel like every like serious meeting I ever go to the, one of the things is like, did you find humor? Did you find the light in this meeting? Like, did we do a good job of that? I feel like so often we as organizations, whatever organization, you know, we fail at that. So I, I really don't want to fail at that. And obviously, if everyone that knows me knows that I will always try and find a a good joke here and there, you know, but like, I, I definitely want this podcast to be like, as critical as possible with also making you smile, you know? Yeah, that brings in the other part of it. Like we talked about um, the idea of thriving in dystopia. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that notion of thriving is, yeah, I, I like it. I connect to it. Um, what 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 is brought up for you when you hear thriving? Because it's so easy to go to survival, right? Surviving. Yeah. Um, I feel like, because, you know, we're at May 4th now, and I started quarantine, isolation, social distancing, like mid-March. Um And, you know, the first few weeks were like, I kind of felt like a little bit of a rookie at it, you know, like, I don't know exactly what to do. Like, should I do this or not? Like, is this okay? Um, And it probably took me until like the end of March to like, get set up to be like, okay, I can actually do this, you know? Right. Um, So I would say like those first, like two or three weeks just felt like, in a lot of ways, just like surviving, you know? And that felt really, um, it felt really shitty to me, you know, it felt like this is not exactly how I want it to be going. Like, I don't want to just be like thinking about how I can like make it through this little section of life and how like, we'll never be able to go to this store again, or I'll never be able to travel again and all that. And I think like, you know, there's a lot of that that's true. Like we had that whole trip planned and that was like. A, a big deal to like cancel our brother's trip, you know? Yeah, it was. And, but it also felt like, of course, like everything is different now. Um, Yeah. So I, I guess I just felt like I want to thrive. I, I don't want to just like it, like as we are living in this dystopia, I don't want to just be like hanging on. I want to be like excelling, you know? And, that means a lot of different things. Excelling, like, it just means, like, connecting, and it means um, playfulness, and it means, like, finding the light, and it means taking 
like making sure that like my spiritual and emotional self are taken care of and making sure that like I'm taking care of the world too. That feels like it's been a big thing that's come up, like how much one single use plastic has been like reintroduced into all of our lives Hmm. and like how distant I feel from like doing social work, um, like helping out people that need that help, you know? Cause it's like, ah, uh, yeah, it's just easier to stay at home and better, you know, even if it's just like a friend, sometimes it's easier to just like, not, not easier, but just like, it feels like the, the smarter thing to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I resonate with all that you're saying. And let me talk about that last point a little bit. Um, yeah, please. The like doing well in the world, um, as a part of thriving because yeah. Okay. So there's the study of social change shows that like social change happens quickly or more quickly in times of crisis and it can happen in every different direction. So it can happen towards more progressive, socially just, you know, ways in the world, or it can like, be an entrenchment of dominant power structures or it could like be pushing towards even scarier stuff um so Mm -hmm. thriving to me yeah also means that when we're in this that we figure out ways to push things to more radical social change you know radical meaning to the roots towards deeper change that are socially just ways um towards a better world like you were saying before not towards all these other possibilities that are very real um and when i just you know i'm teaching the psychology of activism class and it's it's great i mean it's i'm very grateful to teach you the class but the students and i are definitely like thinking through like what does activism look like right now we know that it's more important, like during crises, it's more important. It's it's very important during crises um, and it's harder. Uh, so those questions I want us to like be dwelling on in the, in the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's also interesting too. I mean, that's really well said, Bob, of course. Um, but like, yeah, that question of what does um, – activism look like right now is like such an interesting question that I haven't really thought about because it's like, it's almost like we're like forced not to gather, you know? Well, I mean, obviously we're forced not to gather. So it's hard to like make an impact in like the social demonstration type of way. Um, so it just feels like a totally, yeah, a totally like new, twist but that's kind of like what it is activism is all about taking new twists right because like yeah. the old doesn't work you have to stay flexible and you have to stay um like in- inventive you know yeah that's what thriving is for me like being really flexible no matter what the social conditions are right yeah so like, like if you think if you think about a plant um yes. sorry like japanese knotweed which is just like this plant that is, I mean, there's a lot to be said about Japanese knotweed, which we could do a whole podcast on. Oh Japanese my, don't get me started, Dave. <laughs> um, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Japanese knotweed is just like this plant that has been spreading like crazy. Um, and 
I don't mean it in necessarily a bad way because like there's a lot of good with its spread that's happened, but it's like, and it's such a strong medicine, but like, yeah, Japanese knotweed is just like thriving. Right. And part of it is it, it has like really big roots. So like it can go underneath like four lane highways, you know, which Mm -hmm. is a really interesting analogy to like be so radical and to the root that you can like, it digs deep, you know? Um, but then it's also like really flexible. Like if you cut it back without cutting it all the way down, like if you just cut it back, it comes back stronger, you know? And I like, I like that a lot too. That's powerful. Yeah. I, I I want that in the the show notes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) what you want, what in the show notes? Oh, the Japanese knotweed. So the listeners can get a little bit more information on it. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it, I was recently reading Emergent Strategy by Adrienne Marie Brown, and she loves biomimicry. Um, so like that social movements be using metaphors that are in nature, and that would be a really great metaphor for Emergent Strategy. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's always been a part of us, you and I. Like we, we love identifying with like prairie dogs and. Yeah. bumblebees and crabgrass and like all these things are like such a piece of our like uh social identity as like activists you know that's right yeah i guess we have been biomimicking for longer than i i thought i had thought of the anarchists yeah. of the plains the uh <laughs> the old prairie dog the old prairie dog the anarchists of the plains nice um yeah so just to get us back on track like this whole segment we've been talking about kind of what the podcast is but also trying to like come up with a name for it you know yeah we had we had this working title of thriving in dystopia and it feels really like just as we're talking it feels really like striking a chord with me that it feels like that's the title like the working title should just be the title but i don't know Part of that is just because I love the idea of thriving. I love the idea of dystopia. And I love that that's kind of what we're like surrounding ourselves in. I just felt like it was like too esoteric in some ways for like Mm. the outsiders. But it's like, I don't know, like if it's too esoteric, then that's fine. Like, because as much as anything, it's a podcast for us, you know? Yeah. Um, But I don't know. How are you feeling about that title? The thriving in dystopia? I mean, I love it as much as anything else that I've thought about. Like, um, yeah, both those those keywords really bring up a lot of interesting stuff for me. So I'm happy with it. And maybe we can just get some good some good cover art, and that'll bring some people in. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's all about those thumbnails. <laughs> Clickable thumbnails. Yeah. Huh, yeah. I mean, it's funny too. Like the name is just like, we've gone through this so many times in our life, how like a name becomes something, you know, yeah. and you can start with like random initials or random numbers. And then from that can grow into like a meaning, which is really fun to do. Um, or you can take like a meaning and that it will be interesting to see how the meaning of thriving in dystopia might change over the course of the weeks and months and years to follow, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I'm very interested in that. I, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm curious, like I'm sure there's other people who have put these 
two together. Like I've seen some really important stuff on like, like there's a great anthology called Beyond Survival, which is about like basically um, radical, um, you know, queer people of color, um, like developing like ways to be in the world that's not related to like using the police or using the state, you know, but mm-hmm. building communities that is beyond survival. So I've seen that. Um, and that is basically, you know, talking about dystopia too, but not quite in those terms. And I'm not sure like necessarily bringing in that thing you talked about around like fiction and, um, or like, you know, using, um, you know, basically like what we were talking about, like back to the future, 1984, to look into the future, to give a critique of the present. So I'm not sure that I've seen bringing them together, but I've seen like some really interesting things on both topics. So that's another reason why I think like, oh yeah, why don't we, I mean, maybe others are bringing together and I don't want to erase or obscure the people who are doing that, Um, but hopefully we'll find them and bring them onto the podcast. Like, I honestly, I don't know if this is like a super saturated market or not, but the other idea is like, yeah, if it just calls to you, then maybe that's what's important. And this feels like it calls to both of us. And it feels like it's a way for us to connect in a way that feels authentic, which is really what's important, you know? Yeah, it's a good place. Like start with what's good to us and not worry about the rest of the world. That's true. Yeah. And then. Because I feel like people just want to connect with authenticity more than anything. Yeah. And that's what we want to connect to. It's not like I want to come and do a show that's about like, I don't know, how to how to prune apple trees. Although I wouldn't mind doing that. But how to prune apple trees because I think that there's like a market for that, you know? And that's not, that's not what this is about. No. More just like um, there's a richness and bringing these two things together. Like when we bring them together, there's like a possibility for like, I don't know. I really feel like I could talk a lot about both of them and then Mm -hmm. exponentially more bringing them together. Well, that feels good to me. I'm curious if you want to jump into our next idea of sort of talk about the upcoming shows that we have, some of the ideas that we've been brainstorming. Absolutely. Let's definitely talk about those. Yeah. Um, do you have your list up in front of you? No, but I have some of it memorized. Yeah, good. Well, I have it up and we'll just, uh, I'm sure you have, when you say some of it, I'm sure that means all of it. Um, but yeah, is there any show in particular that you're like super stoked on? Um, a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, I guess probably the two that I'm most stoked on is, like we talked about AK Press, um, you know, this great anarchist press um, putting out cheap um, ebooks. And mm-hmm. that that is very much like thriving in dystopia. And one of the books that is in their press is called Joyful Militancy, which... Yeah is about finding joy in social movements, which we've talked about a little bit already. Um, so I'd be really excited to to look at some AK Press books and just thinking about radical publishing in this time. 
Yeah, I'm also just curious to pick your brain about the history of AK Press. That like super excites me to just because um, that's just like a good. You're just a good resource, and I feel like I could learn about. The, I don't know why it's such a great uh, press publishing house. Is it a yeah, publishing it house? Yeah. <laughs> what a word, publishing house. I love it. Um, and why those are so important, like you know, independent publishing houses are just like such a lifeblood and we don't even realize it sometimes, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so what about you? What's, what's the topic that you're looking forward to? Um, I was, I'm looking forward to, I mean, two, two episodes that are really coming up for me are, um, one is like cooking um, just talking about talking with you about how you've been cooking and how you've been eating and what some of your ideas about that are and also sharing out some of my cooking strategies and why it's been so crucial. I feel like it's been a lifeblood for me over the last few months. So that one feels like really interesting to me because I'm also, it's just like something we don't talk about very often, you know? I mean, I talk with mom about it like every day for hours on end, you know, but it's like, I'm just curious to pick your brain. And like, (coughs) I also like on a personal level, I would just love to hear um, like how other people are doing it. Cause I'm like, it's just like you do it how you do it. And, but you don't like, it's not like something that's super published. Like it's not like out there. Like this is the way to do it. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just like curious to hear how other people are like cooking and eating right now. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, a lot comes up because the I've never spent more time doing it or thinking about it than over the last two months. So yeah, I think it's a great yeah, time. right. Yeah. Yeah. And also sports on the pre-show today. It was really fun to just chat about sports and like odd things. And I know that that's like not everyone's cup of tea, but it's really fun to just listen to sports and like talk about all the. I mean why sports are important but also why they're horrible and it's like i think you and i have similar but kind of there's not that many people that think about sports in our way because we like it's been like so deep in our core growing up but also as we've like become uh what's the word that frere pablo frere says consentized uh yeah conscientized yeah like as we've become conscientized and we realize like that I'm just like, I think that there's like a lot to be said about sports, especially because there's no sports happening now. And it's like really interesting times, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, sports is one of my great, like repressed um, topics, you know, like I'm such a sports fan and yet um I'm surrounded by radical people who mostly don't care for sports, which is fine. And I totally appreciate that. Um, But I'm still kind of obsessed with sports. Um, And I think there's great people out there who are doing more like critical sports. Like um, this person, Rhea, Rhea Butcher does this baseball podcast that um, I really appreciate. Like she's a queer person who looks at baseball from like more political 
angles that are great. And she loves baseball a lot too. So it's like, she doesn't lose any of the love, just brings in this more critical analysis. Um, mm. I imagine we could do it. We could try to do it like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun to do kind of like every once in a while, do a sports episode and cause it is important, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm also, yeah. I'm also super excited just to have guest podcast guest guests on the podcast. And I feel like that's just going to be like filled with so much, um, potential there. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'd be, I can't wait to get people on here. Yeah. Any predictions on who the first person will be? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be, um, someone, I don't know who it's going to be, but it's going to be someone who lives in some state that's not California or Colorado. Oh, good prediction. I think, I think it's gotta be, um, yeah, I don't know. Gosh, I was going to say, I think it should be someone female. Yeah, I do think it'd be great to have non-white cis male perspectives, um, very much needed on our show. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Anyways, it'll, you know, it'll probably just be another white male from Colorado, California. Carbon copies. <laughs> Carbon copies. No. Well, that's definitely a goal to do our best to keep um, different voices. I yeah, mean, absolutely. That's, that's part of who we are. Um, any other uh, upcoming shows that you're excited about, Bob, before we move on to our last segments? Yeah, I do want to talk about like, I'm excited when we talk about games and sort of like games and science fiction or fantasy, um, which is a lot loaded in there. But um, yeah, for reasons that you talked about before, like science fiction or visionary fiction is interesting. And that's like a real strength of yours that I'd like to delve into. And then like, honestly, games are something that have really helped me. Um, like we play Battle of Polytopia on uh, our phones. And that, yeah. yeah, it's been honestly something that's really helped me through the first few months of the pandemic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, games have been huge for me too, obviously. Anyone that knows me knows that that's a true statement. Um, sweet. Well, that's a great segue. Segway, man. Um, I'd um, like to ask you a few crossword puzzle hints. And I'm, I uh, just subscribed to the New York Times Sunday edition, which is always, that's what Julie got me for my birthday. Oh, nice. And um, yeah, I'm stoked because I get to do the crossword every Sunday and that's like something we've done together forever. So I'm hoping that we can make it a weekly segment where I ask you three crossword puzzle clues. Um, so without further ado, Bob, give me a, uh, just give me a number, random number between one and one nineteen. Oh, wow. Oh, great. Okay. How about let's go with, um, 54, 54. Um, perfect. Um, it says broadband device. 
and it is five letters. I have none. First comes to mind is modem. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Modem. All right. Writing it in. Okay. Modem is modem. Um, okay. Next clue, Bob. Um, how about number six? Six. Um, let's go six across. Wide-eyed in wonder. Four letters. Wide-eyed in wonder. Uh, I, I guess the, th the first thing that pops into my mind is odd. A-W-E-D. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. A-W-E-D. Should we go six down? It's a long one. Eight letters yeah, starting with A. Uh, six down is follower. Starts with A. Eight letters long. Follower. Oh, yeah. It's like um, apostle. Oh. Apostle. I'm not. How many letters does apostle have? I don't know. Apostle. A post L E. Yeah, I think it's A post L E. Um, or like that's how it's spelled. And that's, I guess that's only seven, seven. letters. Or maybe it's A post I L E. Oh, yeah. Well, our Catholic mom wouldn't appreciate us not knowing how to spell apostle. <laughs> yeah, no, I, don't, I don't think it has an I in it. Um, no. So I guess that's not right, but it's a good guess. Yeah, well, that'll uh, feel free to um, comment at us. Maybe that'll yeah. be our, our sign off then. Um, oh, good. Want to give us a, give the listeners our social distance or social? Oh, that's pretty good. Social distancing coordinates. Yeah, it's our social <laughs> distancing coordinates. We're using um, Twitter for our social distancing coordinates. And if you want to tweet at us, get on the show, give us some comments, feedback, questions. Um, you, uh, tweet me at um, what it is it, Dave? Oh. B Maze 19. B M A J. Sorry, that's it. I was spelling my last name. So, no, sorry, let me start over here. Tweet us oh, at. I'm not cutting this one out of the show. That's for sure. Ah. <laughs> B Maze 19. B M A Z E 19. And that's it. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I guess, how about this? For the older listeners, um, that aren't on the Twitter or, um, the, I'm also not on Twitter. So I'll give my email if that's all right. Yeah, um, please. You can get at us. You can get at us at, um, Dave Peachtree at gmail.com. So you can, uh, hit up Bob at bmaze19, or you can hit me up at Dave Peachtree at gmail.com. And that's spelled just like you think. Thanks for getting us started on the right day, Bob, uh, my birthday, which is everyone's right day. And may the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with us. All right. See you next week. Okay. Bye, Dave. Bye. I am lost and still not found. Hey, y'all. Bob and I want to just take a moment and thank you for lending us your ears for this show. And we also want to thank the artists who have lended us the tunes for the show. The intro is a song called In Heaven by Drake Stafford. 
and the outro that you're listening to right now is a song called Hurricane, and it's by Kulla off the album Colossus. Hope you enjoy it, and hope you have a great week. Winds are there For the days They're gone by There I lie Wondering why I can't feel The howls Just outside Sweet.